This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Feels like forever ago since I've heard this voice in my earphones. <laughs> it's the voice of Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Weird, there's only been two weeks. Feels like a lot longer. Morning, Wendy. Morning, Brad. Yeah, it's funny how it, it, it feels like a very long time. <laughs> I think the last time we spoke, I was still wearing T-shirts and it was summer. And now suddenly winter arrived uh, in a huge way. And that sets us up for today's conversation. Um, the food we need to be eating and the supplements we ought to be taking to have a, a sickness-free, much healthier winter. The only problem is we want to eat lots of things we shouldn't eat, the comfort foods, and we somehow try and justify that third slice of bread with our otherwise very wholesome and hearty soup, Wendy. Yes, we, we do tend to do that, and I think the body's requirements definitely change. So we, we're often surprised that we want to eat more in winter. But if you think about it, the body needs more energy to keep us warm. Um, so we just need to be really careful with the food choices that we make and what are we nourishing our bodies with so that we don't gain that unnecessary weight, um, but that we are able to fuel our bodies and give them what they need to get us through the winter months. Does anything happen to our metabolism during the winter time? Yes, so the metabolism has to work a little bit harder. It slows down a bit because everything is colder. Ah. Um, everything is focused around you know, keeping the organs warm. So we definitely do need to consider that you've got a slower metabolism, but you've almost got a higher requirement for um, carbohydrates and foods that are going to keep you warm. Yeah. The only problem is we sort of want to justify that to make poor choices when there are actually good choices to be made that can ensure we don't get to, you know, August and September. And then we, we're looking for that magazine that says on the front page, lose five kilograms <laughs> quickly. Yes. What, what happened to the bikini body over winter? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So, so what should we be focusing on? What are the things that are going to serve us well and meet our nutritional and other needs during the winter time? So the most important nutrients for the winter months include your vitamin A, your vitamin C, and your vitamin D. So uh, what sh- okay, well, let's chat about that in a moment, but, but what are some of these other things we should be eating, which I'm guessing are going to help us in the carb department? Yes, so root vegetables are a great replacement for your potatoes and rice and those kind of things. Um, root vegetables include turnips, parsnips, carrots, and beetroot, and they're good sources of vitamin A and vitamin C. Um, any yellow vegetables like your pumpkin and your carrots and your butternut and those kind of things contain beta-carotene, which is the precursor of vitamin A. Um, so when we're eating those, our body is able to have the building blocks to make the correct nutrients that we need. And these things that you've mentioned also you know, make a really good soup or a good stew addition. Yes, they do. Um, they can also be roasted, so you can have them still as roast vegetables. Um, and as I say, a nice replacement for potatoes, which are you know, more starchy and, and heavier on the waistline. Let's get into those vitamins we were talking about, A, C, and D. Let's start off with vitamin D. I mean, that's the one we're getting from bright sunshine, and, well, we're getting a lot less bright sunshine now. Yes, we do get much less sunshine in the winter months. Um, and low levels of vitamin D can contribute to lower mood, mm. uh, higher levels of anxiety, and it also reduces our immune function. So we want to make sure that we do have enough of our vitamin D. So if we aren't able to get it from the sun, uh, the, the, the way we can get it from our foods would be through um, shiitake mushrooms, mm. oily fish such as salmon, um, egg yolks, red meat has it, and then also your fortified cereals would have vitamin D. 
Um, I know we can we're going to touch on this potentially when we've we'll see how the time goes. But I mean, a lot of these things we think can't I just go and buy a vitamin D supplement shelf? It seems a whole lot easier than having to worry about all of these extra foods. But we really should be getting these things from whole foods, shouldn't we, Wendy? I know the word supplement would imply it's just something that you have in addition to. Yes. And certain people do certainly have a requirement for additional supplementation. So I would say that's not, uh, it's not something that should be ruled out. Okay. But if we can make sure that our diets are balanced, our requirements for the supplementation are much less. And also spending time outdoors, even if it is cooler, you know, if there is a bit of sun coming through, Spend some time outside. Spending too much time indoors is going to decrease our vitamin D as well. Yeah, and we've had some uh, some good sunny days, and we'll have another one today. You know, even if you have to, you know, dress a little bit warmer, but to get out there and expose some of your skin to be able to soak some of it up. Yes, yes, that's always a good. It's always part of the balance. You know, mm. if you can do that, do it. If you can eat the healthy foods, great. If you need to supplement, add that. But as you said, it is just an addition. It's something that you add on. It's not to replace an unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, let's touch on vitamin C. I'm talking about that with you now while I'm struggling with a guava pip that decided to house itself in my molars after my fruit salad this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> that is uncomfortable. Uh, so your guavas, obviously, your citrus fruits, so your oranges, your grapefruit, your nuts, and your lemons, um, are, and your kiwi fruits and mm. your bell peppers. Um, berries are also very good sources of vitamin C. And as we know, vitamin C is essential for the immune system, but it also nourishes the adrenal glands. So it's a great addition um, to a winter diet. Mm. Uh, and should we be inc- increasing the amount of fiber we take in during this time? Yes. So fiber is a very important for our heart health. It helps our bodies to detoxify effectively and it provides food for the good bacteria in the gut. So if we're eating the fiber, then our bodies are able to transport the the toxins out of the body more effectively. Um, And oats, for example, are a good source of of fiber. But they're also low on the glycemic index. So your glycemic index is the the measurement of your food against sugar. So you want to make sure that the, the foods that you're consuming are lower on the glycemic index so that they're not spiking your blood sugar and causing weight gain and blood sugar fluctuations. Um, also, these kinds of foods will keep you full for longer, yeah. um, and you will be able to sort of stretch it out. And, you know, you'll be able to last a little bit longer. Your your breakfast is not going to run straight through your body, and you're going to need mm. to eat something again in ten minutes' time. Um, you're speaking about oats. Uh, which is best? Is it the, the the quick instant oats? Add some hot water and stir, or one of those where you still need to bubble on the stove for a bit? Yeah, ideally not the instant ones, um, because a lot of their fiber has been stripped out because they need to be prepared quickly. Mm. So your old-fashioned oats or your rolled oats are a better alternative. And they can be made in bulk, which is great. So you can make a whole pot on a Sunday and you can keep it in the fridge and then you can just take it and warm it up again um, each morning so that you've got a good healthy bowl of oats. Yeah, that's that's so fantastic. And, and and speaking about this glycemic index, I mean, uh, what's the impact there on on blood sugar? I mean, that's that's a question people often ask around these sort of things when it comes to it's GI. Yeah, so GI glycemic index. If you're eating high glycemic index foods, so those are foods that are higher on the index, they they're much closer to glucose in their properties um, than they need to be then they're going to cause spikes in your blood sugar. Mm. And then your blood sugar drops again. So you've got these continuous fluctuations and you're either needing to reach for something sweet again to to get it back up again or you feel hungry or you feel jittery. 
So if you're eating foods that are lower on the glycemic index, they keep your blood sugar nice and stable, and then you don't have those fluctuations, and you feel full for longer. You don't have mm. cravings. Exactly. And uh, one of my favorites, and we had a great conversation around this on the air on Monday, is uh, soups. Perfect for this time of year. Soups are wonderful for this time of the year. And you can pack so much nutrition into a soup. Uh, You know, you don't lose anything in the cooking. Everything is still there in the bowl by the time you've finished. Um, And ideally, you would want to be consuming your water-based soups, so not the creamy ones. Mm -hmm. Although adding a dash of cream here and there is not going to be too harmful. But you want to have lots of vegetables. You can add legumes like beans and lentils um, to give it some protein value. You can add chicken or meat or whatever it is, fish. Some people make fish soups. Um, So anything like that gives you a highly, highly nutritious bowl of food. I can honestly say I feel hungry now after all of this. <laughs> it does sound good. Uh, yeah, that's the one issue about this time of year is one always feels hungry. You, you you find yourself standing in front of the pantry cupboard or in front of this fridge more than you ought to. Uh, but thanks for clearing it up to us. Now we know why. Uh, this is certainly a podcast to share and want to listen to again and to make some notes, but make sure we get some good whole food in. And uh, Wendy, uh, cold, rainy weather, no excuse to not do some kind of movement. No, we we, we should always be doing some form of movement. Um, and the colder it is, the, the more we almost need to move our bodies. Mm. So I think it is yeah, important to combine that with um, with what you are um, eating as well. Yeah, and uh, there's so many things available online, on YouTube. You can, You don't need to get outside if it's cold and wet and you don't need to go to a gym. There's nothing wrong with just following some other person showing you a, a good uh, exercise regime there. It can be as simple as raising your arms or it could be dancing about like a crazy person. There's everything available. There's no excuses this winter, Wendy. Yeah, that's true. You know, you have a little trampoline in your home and you can bounce on that while you're waiting for a kettle to boil, you know. <laughs> there's, there's, there's many things that we can do. Exercise doesn't have to be an hour. We yeah. can do little snippets of things throughout the day that contribute to good, healthy circulation and, um, you know, raising those endorphins and getting our bodies moving. Always great to connect with Wendy Christine, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, nice to hear your voice on the radio again. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, Brad. Have a great Thursday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.